0: KBLA Talk 1580. So excited to welcome in the first show of our new year around here on KBLA Talk 1580. uh, A Grammy Award winning master percussionist, uh, spiritual advisor. Um, He is a community organizer in his own right. Uh, The Ajibilu Awo of Osobo Chief Ayanda Clark joins us. Good morning.
1: Good morning Dominique. How are you?
0: I'm blessed. Happy twenty twenty four to you.
1: Same to you, same to you.
0: Well, uh you chose uh you chose that Fela Kuti song to start us off for twenty twenty four. What why did you pick that one for your walk on music, Chief Clark? I'm
1: always a fan for Fela. Fela is it reminds us uh, reminds me of the the intersection between uh, artistry and activism and when i hear um Fela's music you just you you, you got to love Fela but you also have to be reminded of his mission and the mission of 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 we as african peoples we as african diasporic peoples to keep fighting the good fight and walking uh in in the and walking against standing against oppression so I'm always a feila always
0: one of my go tos. You know, I I I was blessed to go to a uh, Kuti shrine when I went to uh, Nigeria in 2019 to Lagos, and the mission is so front and center because anyone can come in there. It costs almost nothing to go in. They have music offerings all of the time, uh, and it's just it's really like a community space. It's a, it's a all are welcome community space in the heart of Lagos, which is such a a Mecca for the very rich and the very poor
1: absolutely it, it reminds us it reminds us that you know um, and the name the shrine, a lot of times we think of the shrine and we think of of these very um, lofty and sacred spaces um, that are that are maybe sometimes inaccessible. Uh, to people. But what I love about the naming of that particular space, the shrine, um, is consistent with with my understanding of shrine spaces, which are, which are sacred spaces in which people uh, can connect to a divine essence. And so even if that divine essence is through um, you know, the spirit of music and the spirit of camaraderie and community, uh, that's... That's that's the spaces that I like to
0: be in. Mm, that's a great great point. I did, they and they actually have like you know big tributes to John Coltrane and all of these uh, musical musical ancestors, if you will. But uh, of course, I have to ask you that because aside from being um, you know the founder uh, founding elder of Ile Oturupong um, Sokuni Temple, you're also a musician. <laughs>
1: I am they both um they both inform one another uh I think that as I was raised uh, we talked about this even last time I was here again thank you for having me back um uh, but we spoke last time we were here about about how I was raised and and I was raised um I'm the second generation musician my father chief baba neil clark um uh was and is a master percussionist and he traveled the world with mr harry belafonte and mr randy weston and so as a child i grew up in amongst those luminaries um those giants um in both uh, as artists and as, as music musical um you know sometimes we use genius too often but i'll say genius um and then they are also um activists um, and and very much connected to the the wellness and the, and the, the the health of our communities. So, uh, as a musician and the intersection between music and and spiritual upliftment and spiritual wellness is is uh, is where I live.
0: And I talk a lot on the show about this through line because I think sometimes we don't acknowledge enough how many of our young leaders on your relatively young leader, um, as in the musical space and as, as a Bob lao that we come from families that are also activists, um, in your case, uh, musicians, activists, and, and the spiritual piece are all, um, intergenerational. And I think that's powerful because sometimes we kind of omit that and act like we just spring from nowhere instead of connecting that through, through line of activism in many of our families and communities.
1: I think none of us—we all have roots, and much of the work that I do is in um, helping people to connect to those roots and we re- and um, acknowledge the importance of those roots. We didn't just get here, right? There's a there's there are those who have come before us, uh, there are those who have paved the way for us, and who have raised us, and who have influenced us. And then, by extension, there are those that we are going to influence by our actions and the choices and decisions that we make today, right? Our children are watching us, and we will eventually be the ancestors that our children will will call upon and will stand upon. So our choices and decisions and the things that we do today have impact. Um, And so, so yeah, we come from someplace, and we are are influencing uh, those who will come after us.
0: Tifayanda Clark, I uh, know that in the West African spiritual tradition, specifically Nigerian Yoruba tradition, that you um, that you practice, uh, study, embody. Um, typically, there is some guidance or um, some sort of a, a an outlook for the year uh, ahead. Um, and so, I wonder if what you would share with us about 2024 as we embark on this. In the next twelve months.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I think um I think it's important to recognize first and foremost that um that life moves in cycles. That that our even our existence on this plane is is cyclical. And so the acknowledgement of cycles and acknowledgement of the circle um is super important not only in Yerba. Philosophy, and not only in Yoruba diaspora philosophy, but but um, all over um, uh, the world where where traditions are honored, we think of the the cycle, the circle, and the cycle. And ironic, well, maybe not ironically, but importantly, um, in traditional Yoruba understanding, this January one on our calendar is not the beginning of the year um for for many traditions where the cycle is connected to the natural environment this what 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 uh, winds up being our springtime is the beginning of the cycle the new life when new life emerges when the trees bu- uh, bud when the flowers bloom when the when the when the um when the, the crops begin to bear fruit is considered the beginning of the year. So our, in the year about understanding, the beginning of the year is actually in June and is celebrated in June. But for most, much of the world, if not uh, all of the world, at this point, um, the the Gregorian calendar, the, the uh, January to December cycle, uh, is acknowledged and recognized. So I always say, when people say, oh, happy new year, I always say this time of year, I say, happy 2024. So it's it's funny (laughs) that you greeted me with a happy 2024 because, yes, we can acknowledge that this is 2024 and we are moving out of 2023. Um, So it offers us opportunity, opportunity for uh, new imaginings of our of our existence, looking back on the cycle that we just come out of and looking forward into the cycle that we're going into. This year, 2023, uh, the former year, 2023 has offered us a lot of lessons, um, things that we could take from it, things, um, reminded us of the importance of, of, um, humanity and, and, and ethics and moral behavior. Um, we can carry those things over into our 2024. There's an opportunity to be the best reflections of ourselves as individuals that we can be, and we understand how individual action and individual behavior connects to our society and our community outside of us. So we have so many examples of of choices and decisions that uh, individuals made that have global impact um, that have that have um, impact on groups of people. Um, so it begins with the self. And so I always advise people in this January time to look at what are our personal lessons? What did where, where do we find success uh, in the last cycle? Where were we challenged in the last cycle? Uh, where do we see room for improvement as we're moving forward? And that's the individual guidance I try to give uh, to, to people in this time of the year.
0: Mm, it's interesting. Um, we started off the show this morning with the Christian pastor, um, uh, Pastor Eddie Anderson of McCarty Memorial in Los Angeles, and he was talking about the lessons of last year. So it's interesting that you guys both landed on that same thing, and and maybe that's why we think of uh, people say 2023 was hard. It was it was challenging. It was full of. Um, You know obstacles because of those lessons.
1: You know, I think if I'm honest, um, I would say that every 2022
0: was a challenge. (laughs) 2021—that's the same thing I said,
1: (laughs) (laughs) right? Um, So what what Esa particularly teaches us is that we always have to remain hopeful. We have to remain in balance. And while we can look and acknowledge the, the lessons and the challenges that we, we experienced, we also have to look at the positive things that we experienced as well. And by virtue of the fact that everyone, all of us who are listening today and sharing this space today, we have experienced success in 2023. We have seen the dawning of, of January 1st. 2024, we are taking the breath of life in our lungs even on this on this morning. So in that there's a celebration. There's an opportunity for us to be um, better reflections of ourselves today than we were yesterday. So yeah, we had tons of challenges there's no question um, but we also have hope uh, because we have persevered we have, we have achieved some levels of success that we need to build upon. Um, so yeah, challenging yes but But we remain hopeful, we remain optimistic, and we remain looking forward to the blessings of this next cycle.
0: Chief Ayanda Clark is my guest, uh, starting off this first show of this year, and we continue the conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Say the
2: quiet part out out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. So Thanks for waking up with Dominique De Prima on KBLA Talk 1518. And we're
0: speaking with Chief uh, Ayanda Ifadara Clark. Um, and he is a musician, a teacher, a public speaker, a creative consultant, an artist, and a babalaw and a Gungun, a Gungun priest in the Yoruba tradition. Uh, starting off our year. And you're talking about cycles remaining hopeful and balanced i was laughing because i had said earlier in the show that i feel like every year we're saying oh well, i hated 2020 2021 is going to be great i hated 2021 and i think it it after a while i feel like maybe we're being a little whiny or perhaps that i'm just wondering like how how what would serve us better? What would be a better framing for, you know, I always say, okay, well, let's look at the wins and the, cha- the, le- the challenges, the blessings and the lessons. It sounds like you are inviting us to focus on our personal lessons and our collective uh, wins.
1: Absolutely. I think that wellness, when we talk about wellness, we have to remember that wellness is a continuum. Right, it's not something that you, you don't you don't um, uh, do wellness. You don't do health. You live wellness and you <laughs> live health. It's a lifestyle.
0: Right. And
1: so the same way, the same way um, that we give grace to, um, I'm a dad, right? And when my when my children were born, they they were whole and complete babies. And then each year, with each lesson, with each day that moves, that, 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 that can progress, they learned and they grew to be the 19-year-old and the 9-year-old that they are that they are now. But it's a continuum. It's, some, it's a process. And um, so when we're thinking about wellness, we have to think of what are the things that we did well last year, what are the things that we should carry forward, like perhaps Last year, we focused on, on our physical well-being. Maybe we made it a point to make sure that we went uh, to seek um, counsel from doctors. Maybe we embarked on a, a, um, a physical activity regimen that we found helpful. And if so, then we'll carry that forward. Maybe uh, this year we're deciding, I didn't call my mother as much right right so maybe i'm going to call my mother more this year um maybe we decided that i i there's still room for me to to um to uh, improve my understandings of self maybe there's room for me to engage in in therapy sessions more maybe there's room for me to to focus on my career i've been in balance, I've been focusing more on taking care of others and having taken care of myself. All these things are opportunities for us to be the best, better reflections of ourselves. Um, and so so if we spend all of our time being critical and and like to your point, whining about the things <laughs> we didn't do in twenty three, then we're gonna we're gonna get to we're gonna get to April and still be whining about what we didn't do in 23 instead of setting some intentional goals for what we can achieve in 2024. Uh, I don't know about you, but I I feel like it was just yesterday that I, it was January 2nd, 2023. Yeah. Right? It was just yesterday. Yeah, And and it, it really takes a moment to reflect um, on what did I do in 2023? What did we do? A lot of times, you know, I, I, I can tell you that, that um, I'm, I'm a person that peruses social media sometimes, not a lot, but sometimes. And at the end of the year, everyone's always posting all the things they did in 2023. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a year in review.
2: That's
0: mm-hmm.
1: great. If you, it's great to put it on the ground and to tell people what you've done. But maybe we can reflect on what the lessons are, not just the experiences, but what the lessons are. Um, and that's that's uh, that keeps us hopeful and optimistic for for per- and purposeful for as we're moving forward.
0: So I like that it seems like you're talking about a personal inventory of of sorts, based on lessons, not just accomplishments. Um, as and also that that is part of, you know, this impulse that a lot of folks have, whether your cycle is June to June or January to January. This impulse that a lot of people have to better our personal well-being as, a, as a, a commitment to a new cycle?
1: I'm so glad you used the word impulse, right? Um, because it is just that. It's, it's an impulse and sometimes impulses are not balanced. Sometimes impulses are not um, um, carefully conceived, uh, don't lead to carefully conceived action steps and planning. Um, and so And so, yeah, we're compelled. We're compelled to, at the beginning of this cycle, um, look forward to what we're going to do. But how, right? So New Year's resolutions, I don't make New Year's resolutions. Um, Instead, I set intentions, right? And I encourage people to set to be intentional. Because if we're intentional about a thing, it will inform us and we have that, that, that intention in our brain. I'm intentionally going to make this year a year that... That um, uh, I, I focus on maintaining balance in all things, making sure my output um, of energy, my output of of resources, my output of finances is appropriate and commensurate with what i'm what, what i'm bringing in right with what i 'm taking in mm-hmm. how I'm, whether and we see when things are imbalanced um, when we are unhealthy physically oftentimes is because we are not taking out or, or expelling um, um, at the rate, at a commensurate rate, appropriate rate, to what we are taking in mm. in so many ways, energetically, right? Our efforts, are we doing for ourselves as much as we are doing for others? Are we um, consuming, take, physically taking in uh, the healthy foods? Are we expending and burning enough energy um, are we? If we don't, then we will have challenges maintaining um, a, a healthy um, uh, body structure and integrity. Right. So all of those things matter. We see balance as a Urba, fundamental Yoruba concept uh, that we can apply to all things. We want to make sure that our expenditure and our and our intake is is consistent with maintaining healthy balance.
0: Let's go to Jamal calling us from Los Angeles. Jamal, you are on with Chief Ayandara, uh, Ayanda um, Ifadara Clark. Welcome.
3: Uh, good morning, in Aracia. and I, um, I've listened to what everything the Chief was saying this morning, and um, it sure turns out to be something that I myself have gone through in this past uh, past year. And so, you know, the the chief uh, uh, is right on point. Uh, I, In my family, Yoruba runs deep in my family. Uh, I met the first, at a very young age, a woman from Cuba. And I still say her name to this day, Santa Because she continues to impact my life. with the things she told me when I was a very young man, running wild. And I was so appreciated to uh to hear from him. you know the things that I've gone through last year I took them as a lesson in how I process those things, you know. Not to let anything discombobulate me.
0: Mm. You know,
3: to accept the energy that may be this negative energy that may be coming from outside of me and not incorporating it within myself. Uh not taking sides with uh, things that uh are not worth fighting for, you know. I know I've been elected as an elder to help my younger people in my family. And that's, I do the best that I can, but I will not allow them to have me take side one against the other.
0: Appreciate do all the testimony, Jamal. Do, do you have a question, or do, do you, are you just calling to build on what uh, Chief Ayanda Clark said?
3: Well, everything that he said was right on point, and I must say that, you know, and I appreciate listening to the program this morning.
0: Thank you, Jamal. It's great to hear from you. Um, is there anything you took you take from what Jamal was sharing? We just have a minute before news traffic and sports here, Chief uh, Clark.
1: I, absolutely, Jamal. I I, I celebrate uh, Jamal's commitment to using the lessons that was were passed to him. I, I am familiar with with Sinta uh, I- Ibai. Sinta was um, the godmother of my father and My mother, very, uh, and as they were emerging as the Yoruba practitioners, so um, the and the energy and the wisdom of the ancestors that has been poured into Jamal that he's using to to guide and support people coming after him, that's very consistent with uh, with what we mean by ethical and moral behavior. So thank you for that, Jamal.
0: It's mm, beautiful. Uh, we're t- uh, talking with Chief Ayanda, uh, Ayanda Clark. I want to mix your two names together. Um, Ayanda Ifadada Clark, and you're welcome to join 809-20-1580. Want to talk about a new project you have coming up um, and uh, further outlook on how we can um, upgrade ourselves uh, moving forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580.
2: She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match.
0: Ayanda Ifadara Clark is our guest. There's a little bit of his music. <laughs> so interesting that you chose Fela Kuti. Oh, I just knew you were going to pick one of your songs. Uh, tell us uh, on the on the musical side, uh, Chief Clark, where can we find your work?
1: Uh, I've, I am. So what you're listening to is work of concert uh, of, uh, that I did. We've been invited to stay stay with the great Dr. Randy Weston. Um, and and um, what I love about playing uh, with jazz grapes and with uh, fusion grapes, which what, what excites me about Fela Kuti is the intersection between uh, different aspects of African diasporic music that people think being separate and apart. So I'm playing a talking drum, the dun-dun, doom doom, talking drum from Yoruba Land on that recording. And I'm playing with Dr. Randy Weston on piano. I'm playing with Talib Kivwe on saxophone. Uh, and, and the marriage of the talking drum and jazz piano is not one that people readily make. Um, the intersection between um, Yoruba Orisha uh, music and and funk is not one that people readily make. Um, so I love being at those spaces where I, where I can bring those two worlds together. Um, we just finished a residency at National Sawdust this fall, and it was a marriage between traditional drum ensembles from Guinea, Mali, Senegal, Cuba, Brazil, Yoruba Land, and hip-hop, um, and helping people bridge those gaps and see that there is a continuum. There is a continuum of, of um, African cultural elements that are running through all of the things, all of the different aspects of black music globally are infused with this African understanding and sensibility. Um, So, so I'm excited about a a new project that we're working on Uh, in this one. Um, is a uh, intersection of hip-hop, theater, and Yoruba, philosophy, and cosmology. Um, and the program, the play, the, the theater piece, is a play written by Sangu Jikam, and it will be um, opening in uh, at the Apollo Theater's new Victoria Theater. Apollo has a new theater that they're opening um, in Harlem on 125th Street. Um, and in that space, Thinking Inc. will be premiered and will be one of the first pieces uh at this at this location sinking um, ink is the name of the play
0: right this,
1: yes yes sinking ink is the name of the play um okay. and sinking ink is a story of of a young man who wants to be an mc and who wants to find his voice who wants to find the power of his words and Yoruba, about we call that ashe Lenou. um and so we know There's not an MC that you have heard of or spoken to or even an aspiring MC who doesn't know the importance of finding their voice. And so to be able to bridge um, and help people to make the connection to how hip hop, we just celebrated Hip Hop 50. Everybody was up in, you know, everybody was excited about the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Um, uh, But we want to make sure that, that people are remembering that hip hop came from someplace and hip hop is going someplace.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about the, the cultural elements, you're the spiritual advisor and the cultural director of this off-Broadway off um, play, which is coming in May. And I guess I'm assuming that they know they needed a cultural and spiritual director because it's based on this, um, this intersection of hip-hop and African, um, African music and spirituality.
1: Yeah, right now, what I'm excited about is I'm excited that, um, that the world is being exposed, contemporary um, audiences are being exposed to what we've always known as the power, the beauty, and the grace of African artistry. Um, and through, through Afrobeats and through um, the collaboration with uh, pop music and, and contemporary African artists, um, musical artists that's being highlighted. one thing that we see oftentimes depicted is is a spiritual essence of of Africa and its diaspora um, depicted in television on television and in movies um, and on stage and unfortunately, sometimes those depictions are are um, sometimes inaccurate and oftentimes surface level yeah so there's not a depth there's not a depth of the understanding that um uh, of the culture that is informing so we all you know oftentimes your your listeners will hear the word Ashe. everyone is going to say ashay we say ashay to this and Ashe to that and <laughs> and, and uh, we hear it all the time but but Ashe as it is an affirmation of lending of power uh, of your personal power to, uh, to a to a, a concept or an idea or a statement, um, what it, what we know Ashe to be is the power to make things happen. So just using the word Ashe is not enough. Let's understand how, what's the context behind it? How should it appropriately be used? How should Orisha, which we often hear, even we know in popular music, we hear depictions of Oshun and, Shango. These words and these terms that are starting to emerge as commonplace in um, in popular music and culture, uh, but there is a there is a philosophy, there's an understanding beneath it. And what I love about Sinking Ink is they chose to make sure that the the Yoruba elements, the African elements, are not sprinkled on the top after the bread has been baked. But has been baked inside of the bread. The ingredients are included. Um, so, in my mm. role as spiritual advisor and cultural director, I, my goal is to make sure that these um, these cultural references are grounded and based in in, um, in uh, appropriate concept and appropriate cosmology and appropriate philosophy and so that there's respect given to these traditions mm-hmm. and not just a surface level sprinkling on of the African
0: myth. Yeah, well said. In Sinkingink.com if you wanna find out more about the play, maybe get tickets, Sinking I N K, Sinking Inc dot com uh, more on that you know you talk about the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop and the elements of African musicality which are found uh, in as you mentioned funk jazz uh, rock and roll blues uh, gospel spirituals, <laughs> and uh, definitely hip hop. I think about call and response, I think about syncopation and the drum um, what what else are we what else are we drawing from that i'm not mentioning here, and if it 's if it's really going all the way back to Africa, maybe it's more than a fifty-year anniversary.
1: <laughs> it's a fifty. It's more than a fifty-year anniversary. It's, it's the it's the like you said. It's the call and response. It's the it's the power of of the spoken word. It's the power of the history being embedded um, in the in the uh, storytelling. Um, so when we listen to one of the greatest MCs, Rakim, we listen to the storytelling that's in Rakim's music. We listen to the way he's able to turn a phrase and use proverbs, right, and use uh, references, uh, analogies that are, that are popular to give very deep philosophical understandings. These are things that are not new to hip-hop, but are, but are what we sometimes take for granted as Africanisms. Um, uh that we experience all the time. The the use of the drum. Last time we were on, we talked a lot about the use of the drum. Um the 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 DJ becomes the drummer. The DJ becomes the drum ensemble. And the DJ with those ones and twos makes choices and decisions that moves the crowd and that gives the foundation for the MC to to um weave the the to tell the story and weave the web of the storytelling in in, 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 in a powerful ways this is the role that the drummer has always played uh, so so yeah it's 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 been it's a continuum it's a continuum
0: so it might be like the three thousand five thousand year anniversary of hip <laughs> hop it might be something <laughs> more like that
1: it might be so and what's great is that is that it emerges it changes it's changing like i love that that you know on j3000 right now is that he's he's, <laughs> he's making us rethink uh, you know and reimagine what hip hop is okay if you say a, so chief have been doing it <laughs> We gotta give room. We have to leave room for it for, for the artistry to emerge. Um however it needs to. It's growing. It's growing.
0: Okay. I I I, I can go along with that. That makes sense. <laughs> Chief Ayanda Ifadada Clark is my guest, and we'll continue the conversation when we come forward exclusively on KBLA Talk fifteen
2: eighty. Mora first things first with Dominique De Prima when we come forward. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe, you're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive, and we don't black down.
0: And we're starting off our year with a conversation with Chief Ayanda Ifadara Clark. He is a Grammy Award-winning percussionist and also a babalaw and a gungung priest in the Yoruba tradition. Got a lot going on. Uh, the convener of the... Um, Afro Vitality Wellness Expo, and so much more. Uh, going back to you, what you said earlier in the conversation that in the West African uh, ancient Yoruba tradition, the calendar year or the cycle would run from spring to spring, from June to June. So we'd be entering the second half of that cycle. What, what would you say is like the theme or the... Um, if there was a, a meditation or, or an idea that would represent this cycle for you from June to June, what would it be?
1: Yeah, this is the, this is the time where we harness our energy, where we, where we, uh, so if we imagine that, that harvest time would be in the time from the uh, June until somewhere in September, October, and then we are, um, so we, we were harvesting, we were, um, at the time of rest is the time in that fall period from the October until, until um, d- December. Right now we're entering into this phase where we are, it's time for us to store our energy um, because the time in spring from April until May is the time where we're going to be planting. Right. So now the time where we're thinking, we're really thinking long and hard about what do we want to see happen? What are the fruits that we want to see emerge in this in the in, in the first half of of uh, the year of next year, June or from June 24 until until uh, September 24. What do we want to harvest? Now is a time for us to store our energy, to set our intentions, so that we can begin planting those things, putting those things in place in the second quarter of 2024. So once we get to March, we want to really know what are we what, are, what, are, what are we, um, uh, expecting, what are we planting so that we can begin to reap those benefits once we get to June. Now, this is why we are oftentimes thinking of, of – Assessing what did we do, what what did we gather last year, what lessons did we learn, what uh, what did what what how successful were we in accomplishing our tasks from last year? Now we set our intentions, we plan for what we want to put in the ground um, in in March, so that we can reap the benefits of that when we come to uh, to June. It's a time of reflection. A time of reflection, a time of planning, a time of setting intentions and setting purpose mm.
0: and um i mean in in this in this time that we're in the season that we're in globally, a lot of folks do feel overwhelmed or mm-hmm. discouraged or saddened. How do you process that how do you how do you um suggest that people? process that, um, in turn that, you know, they, the, the, the saying is pain into purpose, um, or, or, you know, the lessons turn them into progress.
1: Um, I think the thought of the thought of there's a transition period. We, we know the experiences, um, the pain into progress, for example, we've experienced pain, but it doesn't magically turn into progress. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't magically happen that we all of a sudden the light bulb clicks and then we were able to make that transformation. It is a process, and in the processing of of the difficulties, there are always lessons in them. There are always lessons. What what were we can never control what someone else is going to do. We can't control the actions of an outsider. We can control our own actions. We can participate and lend our, our ashe, lend our power, our physical power, our spiritual power, our pocket power, right? To things that we know are going to bring us success or we expect to bring us success next. So what, where are the lessons? I know last year personally, my experiences for the second half of last year was an, it was an immense expenditure of energy. I had so many projects that I was working on personally that I put out a lot of energy. And what happens is you feel depleted. A person feels depleted. So if you are experiencing that moment of feeling depleted, your, your body, your spirit is calling for you to rest and recharge, listening to your body listening to, um, to um, the counsel, however it is that you get counsel. So many t- different traditions find ways to, to connect to advice. Uh, I, as an ancestral practitioner, I look to my ancestors to help give me advice and guidance. I look to the natural world and to the, uh, to the, um, the powers of the natural world to give me advice and guidance. And, Listening to that advice and guidance and, struct- and creating a plan of action to move forward is what ultimately leads to our success. So if one is feeling saddened now, if one is feeling, um, overwhelmed now, the best thing to do is to pause and rest. Pause mm-hmm. and rest. We have a proverb that says that the still pond, um, the still pond is what is required in order to see the rippling effects of the pebble that we throw. So if we imagine going to a pond and throwing a pebble, a pebble is the action step, right? We throw the pebble into the pond. We hope to see the ripples when that pebble hits the pond, but it doesn't occur if the pond is not still. If the pond is disturbed, if the wind is blowing, if the fish are swimming underneath the pond, then we don't see the full effects of the of the pebble hitting the pond. So we want, for ourselves, when we're feeling those moments of feeling overwhelmed, do our best to find stillness, find balance. And then we can ensure that the steps that we take next will have positive rippling effects in our lives.
0: Ayanda Ifadara Clark is my guest. He's uh, Chief and uh, Babalao. And when we come forward, we'll get some final thoughts from him as well as the ways that you can find him on the internets and beyond. It's KBLA Talk 1580.
2: KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we, when come, we forward, come forward, includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. hour. Hey, El- the conversation continues right now, right now, right now, right now with now, Dominique Prima on first things first, first things
0: first. Chief Ayandai Fadada Clark, uh, Grammy Award winning master percussionist, a babalao and an agungun or ancestral priest, has been our guest. Got a couple minutes here, a minute and a half, I guess. Uh, Chief Clark, what, what would you want to leave us with? What seeds will you plant in our minds this morning? <laughs>
1: Well, I think that this is the time for um, reflection. This is the time for planning, and this is the time for action. Um, and um, we, there's a a Yoruba Oduifa uh, that um, I quote in times like this, when we are in planning mode, when we are preparing to do something and put forth intention, we say I Awo Nikera. And the significance of of that recitation is that we make prayer, we make petition that all of the uh, intentions, all of the actions, all of the endeavors that we're beginning to put in place or that we're undertaking um, may there'll be no blockages to those um, endeavors manifesting. May there be no blockages to those petitions being delivered. May there be no blockages to those prayers reaching their destination. May there be no blockages to the victories and to the successes and to the benefits of our efforts reaching us. So may we have open roads. May we have open roads to expel from our lives that which is, doesn't serve us and to welcome into our lives that which will bring us success and victory. Mm.
0: Well, Chief Ayanda Clark, thank you so much for starting this 2024 with us.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me. May 2024 bring us continued success and victory.
0: Thefadaragroup.com, F-A-D-A-R-A, thefadaragroup.com is where you can find him. You'll find me right here. Until tomorrow, one love.